Welcome back to the West Wing Fandom Podcast, Episode 4, Five Votes Down. What are your initial thoughts, Wesley? Different episode. Very different episode, different feeling, different vibe. Um, some good in there, some bad. It's uh, It definitely plays to a different emotion than the previous three episodes. This is our first conniving episode. Yeah, I think very important shows like this, you have to have episodes where you just get beat down. This is the first episode where there's like party politics and like real politics. Not yeah. this like fought in the news or whatever, but yeah. real every episode about whipping some small amount of votes ends up like this. So Yeah. So do you want to shoot from the beginning here? Yeah, sure. So I thought it opened kind of fun. I thought the walk was fun. It so was the yeah, the beginning just one thing actually, so I, I guess I actually should have started it off with this is uh in his speech, Borland's an economist. He, they've said this many times in the show already. But he's talking about a class he took in law school. That's just a random what the heck moment. Like I uh I think it's because of the nature of the episode, we might as well as be like here's our like one of our political lens episodes. Um nothing's really changed about yeah, I wouldn't, blue, blue yeah, team. The only thing that was interesting about this is Republicans or pro-gun advocates or whoever have argued for a long time the slippery slope with guns. And, you know, you'd be met with, like, steadfast denial that that's the case. And this show, or this episode specifically, he, like, hey, it's inch by inch. We're doing, you know, we're take a little here, take a little there. Can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. I feel like... I mean, now you can want an outright ban of guns in a, in a way that you could not. And one of the show aired 97, 99. This would have aired probably November of 99. Yeah, there's like you just you couldn't have said that in 99. So that that's like the different part to me is like you like major like presidential candidates were like, "Hey, we're going to like take people's guns." Well, it was one presidential candidate I could think of. But you get my point. Yeah. Like, also, he didn't say take all your guns, but not the point. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Beto O'Rourke thing is yes, we're going to take your guns. He was, ta- but he was talking about. AKs. I'm just talking about the soundbite. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Um. But actually, before we get into that, so, Bowley gives his speech, and then we go on a uh, on a walk and talk. Mm-hmm. It's like a five minute long walk and talk. It's all a single shot. There was no breaks in any of that. It also will go down. It's the longest walk and talk in wrestling history. Okay. I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. It was nice to see everybody kind of dolled up. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like, I don't know. This is going to sound weird, but I really liked Big Bird's dress. Like, I just thought she had a very nice, classy. There's a couple. Mm-hmm. This show's best humor. It's like, do you think my neck is too long? And then, hey, can I wear the necklace for your wife? No. Do you think okay. I'm going to stretch it out? He... Uh, Moneyball nails the yeah. little stuff like that. I, I like uh, them walking past the cup uh, couple. She deserves a good dinner. Like, okay. Let's... So what's the deal with... Why is uh, Baby Einstein so famous? Couldn't tell you. Is it because of, like, the TV stuff? Or, like, I don't... I mean, he's not the only one who does... Like, so pretty much, in the first episode, he's pretty much on, like, Meet the Press, one of the Sunday shows. Yeah. He's, he can't be the only one in the administration who goes on those shows. Maybe he just goes more than everyone else. 
Because I'm reminded of the scene, episode one, two, where, like, they approached him at lunch. Yeah. And that was probably the worst part of that episode. Yeah, I would agree that the girl's yelling for him. Like, the president yeah. says, thank you. They don't care. Josh Lamming comes by. We love you. Like, it's a bit much. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really feeling that. Um, so, I liked the post-debate, the Chinese food, trying to figure out the five boats that need to get whipped. Yeah, I, I liked... Well, first of all, this this episode started off in a really happy place. Like them leaving that speech, everyone's happy, laughing, playing jokes. They they find out the five votes down. They're still laughing, making jokes in the Roosevelt room. Although weirdly, and this is just I don't know why. I noticed that Leo's drinking Pepsi, Josh is drinking Pepsi, CJ's drinking Pepsi, and then I think it's Sam and Mandy are drinking Diet Coke. That was just really weird to me. Somebody like, had a beer in there too. Yeah, like it, and it was just weird for me in like a television production that those are the drinks you're gonna get. Different brands, no product placement. Aren't you supposed to be here to make money? And then the not the very next scene, but like two scenes later, they're in the press briefing room, and there was a box of Dunkin' Donuts and a box of Krispy Kreme. So I don't know what the person who was staging these scenes was doing this week, but it just seems like they couldn't narrow down on a single product yeah, placement. Yeah, I wonder, and this could be reading too much into it, but I wonder if they're like, well, we don't have this sponsor, so we're not going to give free sponsorship to Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme. Oh, so like, we'll yeah, just we'll, throw yeah. both in yeah. there and deal with it. Like throwing a Tim Horns. Yeah, they're like, like we're not going to create our own fake box or whatever. Like, we're no. just going to have somebody run to the store and get these donuts. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that scene was fun. I thought um, it is nice to have everybody. Sometimes it doesn't really feel like everybody's on the same team. Like, sometimes, like, because of the, like, who's got who's back and all this inner fighting. I think that's, like, but it, that's more of, like, they do all have different opinions. They all do different things. Let, like, let's say this was the first time that everybody felt united. Like, there's a united yeah. front. About well, they all had the one goal of getting this bill passed, 804. Yeah. So, I hate, so, by the way, I've remembered Leo's name. Um, mostly because it's less syllables than Leathery Vet. <laughs> um. So Leo. That's probably why you remember Sam too. It's just like Rob Lowe compared to Sam. Like it's. I feel like circling back to the awfulness of episode two. I feel like that scene, and obviously that you couldn't switch the scenes, but the spirit of that, where he's like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna mess you up politically if you do this." Yeah. Uh, need like I. It almost feels like it should have happened after kind of humanizing him in this episode. But I think it was just to show you, like, Leo doesn't mind throwing his body around. But also it sets up the fact that Leo and Hoynes don't get along, which is a big point. Like, Hoynes doesn't even come in until, like, 25 minutes in the episode because Leo doesn't want to bring him in. I think, you know, I could tell this episode. This is just a groundwork episode. I I could see that a couple different ways. Yeah. not to spoil Just it, out I didn't story. love the episode. It was definitely much better than episode two. But you, I could see too. Where it's like, oh, okay, we're like randomly the president. Like we, like you reference the president on the pain pills, yeah. get some goofy. Now you're gonna show me this. We'll go I, ahead and that'll come up. Although later. I think that was more comic relief. Cause, so like we leave the Roosevelt room and Leo goes home. Well. That was rough. Yeah, seeing he, the man get played. Yeah, he missed his anniversary, and she just keeps saying, "Go to bed." And, I mean, at that point, you you kind of know where it's gonna go. Yeah, I um the little meta joke about the walk and talk between uh, Einstein and Rob Lowe. Yeah, I like that. 
that was funny. Um, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of not that interesting stuff happened this episode, which I think is a lot of empty calories. This, this is character building at its finest, I think. Um, it was fun to see Einstein have to actually whip the votes. Yeah, that was the... Uh... It, was, it was a classic. Of course it all worked, except for the one the vice president needed, and of course his boy wanted a little more love. Like I felt like all of it ended in pretty... Yeah, I, all of the scenes with Josh, I I didn't even like none of them. I was like, whoa, he really crossed the line. It's like, no, well, I mean, these are yeah. Um, um, so we brought up the guns thing earlier, but I mean, there was a lot of that. Obviously, um, again, I think blue team's stance on guns is pretty. It's not different in terms of they've gone like a one eighty. It's just like, I hey, think, I think they've gone farther left as a party yeah like there's just a like you know like i think generally speaking in a world where slippery slopes didn't exist like yeah you probably don't need rocket launchers right I th- but yeah i think the i think the show did very well and not like it, it showed you the argument on the left the center and the right because there was yeah. a congressman who's like well if you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle yeah okay it's a real argument yep you know what's funny about that too you say that but they have successfully placed the 10-year ban on the ar-15s that came up so yeah. I, I think the spirit of it is true i don't disagree yeah with it. it's just uh, funny and then you also see the leader of the congressional black caucus pretty much saying i'm not gonna vote for it because it doesn't go far enough i'm not gonna put my name on a toothless bill yeah and then you still see them arguing like well i mean a grenade launcher man like we can we can all agree on this so I just thought it was interesting that it gave pretty much every perspective you could have on that debate in this episode. So I liked the the cloak and dagger nature of this episode. Like there was a lot of, you know, it, obviously House of Cards and this show are very different. And while well, yeah, if, if this was House of Cards, Hoynes would have literally killed Leo. <laughs> like. I actually really liked the first epi- or first season and first of I like the first season and then the first episode of season two. And then it's a, yeah, it's just very gradual. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're I've seen good. most of it. I literally watched every episode until everything came out about spacing. I was like, Oh Yeah. I think so, I'm done here. I have a wife who doesn't care at all about politics or pop culture and she wears an Underwood sixteen shirt out in public oh no it's pretty funny oh does she, she get, like looks i bought it yeah I and remember. then that broke and then i'm just like hey you shouldn't wear that that guy's like a rapist yeah and she's like oh it's fine the things just like a yard shirt yeah so uh, th- that episode had a lot of this the leo divorce thing was unfortunate i think shout outs to the actor who plays leo did a very good job of staying leathery, but also being emotionally distraught. I think, well, I think the, like, I, I will never walk in the right house. It's just like, that's not, neither will you. Like, unfortunately, sorry to break the news. Don't tell me how to live my life. I mean, listen, the Trump administration, anything's possible. I was about to say. Went a bit too far. That one probably edited that out. But, no, um, that's good. Um, like, Kanye West casually visits. Kim Kardashian has affected legislation. I don't think anything More than once, untru- yeah. by the way. She's commuted several people's sentences. But now my point. Um, I think that the Trump one's fine. Yeah, so the, uh, the idea that this is in fact more important than his marriage is true. From like, talk to the people who really have walked in the White House and done these jobs. Like, yeah, 
for they don't know how long Bartlett's going to be. President Bartlett will be in office. They could just have four years at bat, and they want to get done as much as humanly possible. They want to achieve as many of their goals as possible. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, does Leo feel bad he misses anniversary? Yeah, of course he does. He loves his wife. Would he make that mistake again? Yeah, hundred percent sure he would. I think that's clear. With the, the, the this job isn't more important than our marriage, and yeah, it is. I mean, it just is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's arguably the second most powerful man on the face of the planet. I thought the 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 scene was kind of whatever. I thought the dialogue was a little whatever in this one. Um, I did think again. I thought the actor who plays Leo, John Spencer. Yeah, he really crushed it. Very, yeah. very, 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 very good. Couple scenes from him. It was very clear that the vice president is a sneaky man with a sneaky plan. Um, my exact notes are uh, VP sneaky. Yeah, literally after the scene where Leo visits him, he literally was short hand rubbing after yeah. his. And and you look at me, and he's like he's planning something, and I was like, no, no, of course not. And then yeah, he was he was. It was very something. interesting. Just to touch on it, the the Leo AA thing and the both of them. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that they brought that out with like no real dramatic effect. Yeah, and I, you know, the VP was like planning to screw him, or at least his administration. Well, he was but the- he still was like, hey, you should come to AA. Like, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I think, I mean, that's just like a, that's someone who's in AA, like, listen, man, I might... I might be backstabbing you right now, but seriously, you know, take yeah, care of yourself. You can you can recover from your backstabbing at our card game. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I've never liked Twins. I never will. Just clearly. So we got a business lady. Sucks. She just shows <sighs> just up for so any bad. amount of time. That whole scene with the president hurt. I, for a brief moment, I thought that Leo Leah was drunk. No, yeah, I forgot that scene was in this episode, and I, I mean, I felt down because of, you know, Leo and Ginny. And then I saw Bartlett walk in the office, I immediately remembered what it was, and I was like, oh, this is, this is definitely just supposed to be comic relief, because you see Leo get destroyed. Bad scene? I think it, it's, it's not what the show is, it's just, that's the problem. It's, yeah, they, they, there's this constant thing with angry lit teacher where they definitely try to give him his reps i think it's important for every character to get their reps and excuse me reps i'm not gonna be able to say it in every episode um yeah. it definitely I, I seemed thought, like they were trying I to force it that the whole arc was really stupid and lame and not interesting it's funny and you don't know this in 1997 but i do all those doc like it's literally called the dot-com bubble yeah so, I literally thought that too. I was like, those stocks are going to be worthless. So, like, yeah. three months after this episode airs. Yeah. So, in a lot of ways, the ultimate scam arena would be if you sold them right now and then yeah. the market collapsed. Yeah. But uh, I thought the scene at the end where they lost, that was pretty predictable. I don't know why Einstein went to go see the VP. I abstain. Okay. It was just not very interesting. Um,. As someone who's seen the show... I guess they're establishing a link. 
as, as someone who's seen the show all the way through, it makes sense in why Josh went to go visit Hoynes. As a first-time viewer, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, so uh, power rankings. No one had a great episode on my mind. I mean, so Josh is number three because being a political animal, which I value, like he did his job this episode. Mm-hmm. He still got screwed in the end, but that wasn't on him. Um, he did everything in his power, including threatening four congressmen. Um, which, by the way, that uh, the congressman who he was like in a fraternity with, whenever, yeah, that's the worst of politics, right there. They get, oh, I don't have a photo op for the president, so I'm gonna vote this bill down. Oh, you shouldn't be in Congress. Yeah, that's cool. That's like you're terrible, and I hate you. So Josh three, yeah, Josh three. I'm gonna give mm, two is hard. You know what? I'm going to do something unprecedented. I'm going to give Leo the number two spot and the number one spot. Because he was so powerful. Like, literally just the performance of John Spencer. Like, you can... Yeah, he, he was really good at still being that veteran character. While also showing the emo- emotion of his marriage falling apart. Okay. So, I... uh. I have Rob Lowe as number one. Not a great episode for anybody. No. Uh, maybe Leo, but that's if you're looking for a winner, right? Yeah. So I've well, Lowe. like no, there's no. It wasn't a good episode for any of the characters except maybe Leo if you're looking for one. But John Spencer, I'm yeah. like acting, knocked it out of the park. And then um, I have CJ number two, Leo number three. I don't think that. Bombay could have done more than he did. President Bombay? I don't think President Bombay could have done any more than he did. But it was just a terrible scene. He didn't... Um, I don't think we've ever had anybody drop from first out of the power rankings. But it just did. I mean, He, he might have stayed at three if he wasn't in the episode. Wow. That's bad. Um, I mean, again, it's just not what the show was. I think it was... Well, I, I think, you know... What did you tell me? That he was supposed to be in ten of these episodes? Yeah, this was... I think this was one of the ten. Like, I think they just wrote this little no, comic. He, he didn't have all this written. Aaron Sorkin was real bad about getting skips in on time. So, like, I mean, when you write a television show, you're supposed to have a couple of weeks in advance. People start scouting. They get wardrobe together. or The network reviews it. They rehearse. They film. Sorkin, say you start filming on a Monday, you, Sorkin would deliver the script Sunday night. And Leo did well. CJ is just kind of riding high. And then Rob Lowe. Uh, it's still his show, you know. You can see that. What uh, overall, what is this episode to you? I think this might be a little high. Um, but I think looking back on this, I might regret this score later for being too high. But I thought that Leo scene was an all timer. Very good. Call me before you go to bed. Like, pull out at the heartstrings. Great, yeah. great, great line. Gave it a 6.3. Okay. I gave it a 5.5. And that extra 0.5, like, it's an average episode of television. There's yeah, nothing exciting fine. about this. Yeah. But the extra 0.5 was built off of Leo. That, literally, that, his face with the call me before you go to bed, literally heartbreaking. Yeah. I, not the best episode it sometimes with these like hour long shows or would have been like an hour block of television. I it feels like that this would have been a really good thirty minute 
episode of television. And in return, we got, like, a lot of nonsense. So, 6.3 for me. 5.5 for me. All right. That's how you're going to end the episode? Just say all right? (laughs) 